Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup brought to you each and every Wednesday by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch, and don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's Springfield City Council meeting starts, as it uh, does a lot of times, with the Treasurer's reports. And here is Treasurer Colleen Redpath Faker laying out how much tax dollars the city has in their coffers. Uh, here she is laying out uh, all the dollars and cents. The Treasurer's report for the corporate fund for the month of June, beginning balance, $75,007,454. We took in total receipts of $19,468,750. We had total disbursements in the month of June totaling $25,934,386, which left the corporate fund ending balance in the month of June at $68,559,818. The ending balance in the general fund also included $19,473,940, which is the June ending balance of the ARPA money. Thank you. That concludes my report. So that's the uh, treasurer's report giving you an idea of just how much money is in the uh, coffers of Springfield City Council. And next we get up a... Uh, contract reports so they hear from the treasurer they hear from uh you know various other departments if there's other uh, presentations but they also get a contract report because there's a threshold that's under i think forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and 99 cents uh if uh the mayor spends on that uh amounts they don't have to get council approval uh so they get a contract report laying out uh you know things that cost less than fifty thousand dollars that the mayor made a decision to spend on uh here is alderman and Sean Gregory questioning one particular uh, uh, part of that contract report from last night. We, we have a purchase for a uh, 2023 Ford Bronco. Who, who, what department is that going to? Uh, that was for uh, public, public works. I believe it was for somebody, one of their inspectors. Uh, so that's right, a Ford Bronco? The, well, a 2023 Ford Bronco? Yeah. That, it was part of, we had ordered a... Uh, I believe we had ordered a Ford Ranger. Ford they Ranger? Canceled, uh, Ford had notified the state contract that they had canceled all the Rangers, any production of them. That's a so Ford we Ranger. As part of our, uh, as part of the supply chain issue, looking for a, uh, a new unit wherever we could find, or a replacement unit wherever we could find. Because I believe the, Tim, you can help me. This is one of the units that seemingly broke down quite a bit and they needed to replace it right away. And one of the vehicles that they were using. All right, get to the microphone. Reliable, so they get to the microphone. A Bronco. Bronco. Tim, can you speak in the mic? Sorry. So, Just so the people at home can hear you. So Thank normally you. our inspectors, are we talking about our our building inspectors, people who go out and do that? Normally they ride little little vehicles for gas mileage, etc. I'm not understanding how a Ford Bronco is a well, let me back up. It, it's possible I could have missed. It may not be for an inspector. I, I can I will check on that and let you know what it's for, because it could be for engineering. It or looks something like else. Budget Director Metzger may know. No. Oh, not on okay. that. Never mind. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, Never mind. All right. So uh, still some uh, unanswered questions there about this Ford Bronco they purchased uh, when they say they couldn't get a uh, Ford Ranger. 
Uh, so, yeah, interesting to see that conversation. And uh, obviously, anytime uh, an older person sees uh, something on a contract report they're not too uh, sure about, they ask questions, as uh, Alderman Gregory did last night. Uh, let's move on to the next issue, an ordinance about Napa and being the sole source for parts for the Consolidated Garage in Springfield City Council. Came up. Good job. An ordinance authorizing acceptance of RFP VM 24-04 with Motor Parts and Equipment Corporation DBA Napa Auto Parts for a turnkey parts store operation for an amount not to exceed $5,850,000 from August 1st, 2023 through July 31st, 2026 for the Office of Budget Management. Do I have a motion? Yeah, Mayor, actually, um, and I put in to speak, I, I would request that we hold this ordinance in committee. Okay. Some questions second. So we have a motion to put this ordinance back to committee. We have a second. Any discussion on that? So, again, uh, this was a $5 million contract. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of questions, but they've got a couple of weeks before the contract is supposed to be implemented. So we'll see uh, if this comes back up next week during the Committee of the Whole. Uh, next up, you've got an ordinance. Um, it's on emergency passage, and this is coming from Alderman Sean Gregory. Here is the ordinance up for consideration last night on emergency passage. 341, an ordinance authorizing reduction of fines and costs owed to the City of Springfield in the amount of $38,505 for a total payment to the City in the amount of $7,530 to settle Sangamon County Circuit Court cases 19-MR-723 and 21-MR-1195, City of Springfield versus Julian Randall and Weed Leans for 2321 South 14th Street for emergency passage. The chair will entertain a motion to place agenda number 2023-341 on emergency passage. Well, we'll hear the debate about this. A measure on emergency passage to essentially alleviate debts from liens uh, in the excess of tens of thousands of dollars. So uh, Alderman Sean Gregory will talk about this, and you'll hear some opposition from various other alder people. So stay tuned. That's coming up here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. <laughs> All right, back at it with the Council Roundup, Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. And we heard an emergency ordinance brought forward that would um, essentially forgive uh, like 40-some-odd thousand dollars of debts that a property owner racked up from a whole host of different fines and lien put on the property. Uh, and uh, this measure up for emergency passage, the first that at least I've seen, and several other people also iterating that uh, first that they've seen. Alderman Sean Gregory talks about why he needs this ordinance to be in place, and uh, it's to help out a constituent that's looking to sell this property. Here's Alderman Sean Gregory. This is a house over um, in, in Ward 2. Uh, this house has been vacant for many, many years. Uh, the person that bought it, Bought it for back taxes, of course, not knowing for a substantially low amount. Um, and they have completed it over the time time span. So with with careful um, uh, discussion with Corporation Council, um, um, it was decided that that maybe the um, the amount should be reduced as there was all types of promises and things made, of course, be, before the administration change. Um, it, with the score cases and things of that nature. Um, so at this time, you know, um, me and me and Corporation Council talked and 
it was decided that the fair amount would be for what the city has in cost as far as sending our inspectors taking care of the property and, and the liens and fines. So again, uh, Alderman Gregory saying that uh, he wants to move forward with this on emergency passage. Here's the Corporation Council, uh, Murdoch, talking about uh, you know the, 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 how we got to this point. Uh, again, Corporation Council Murdoch. It were, um, there were per diem fines, so uh, there were fines accruing per day. This case began in April of 2019. Uh, we took final judgment uh, in um, August of 2019. So uh, we, the property was accruing um, several hundred dollars worth of violations per day, uh, which is how it got up to the uh, $46,000 uh, approximate um, fine amount. So, so was it a was it be just because of weeds and trash, or, or what exactly was the fine? What's the violations? No, there there are actually um, three different cases that that this ordinance is addressing. So uh, there's a um, uh, there were several uh, property violations that were occurring, violations of the building code. Um, so exterior structure violations, separate from from your your weed and grass trimming so a lot of different things stacking on top of each other leading to 40 plus thousand dollars worth of fines and a lien on the property uh and then uh, you have other older people uh, brad carlson he uh chimed in to raise concern about this setting a certain type of precedent at the uh, city council because from reading this my understanding i'm not i mean thirty-eight thousand dollars they're getting on for 75 so we're, we're forgiving roughly thirty-one thousand dollars in debt no, we're actually forgiving the thirty-eight thousand five hundred and five. That's the actual. So even more. Okay, four to seventy-five hundred. Okay. So uh, yeah, you're looking at uh, tens of thousands of dollars being forgiven here if this ultimately passes. Alderwoman Conley uh, raising questions about this uh, and uh, what's ultimately happening with this particular ordinance on emergency passage. I think this is exactly the kind of situation where we, as a council, should Bless be. You. Um, you know, recognize that things have changed, reward someone who is making an effort to improve the neighborhood, and I very much support and, and encourage us to use this kind of, of a model for a situation like this. So thank you very much for, for bringing this forward. I look forward to voting for this. Right. So uh, Alderman Sean Gregory again lays out uh, some of the uh, things he believes is important about this passing and getting this uh, off of the lien rolls and actually have it be a, uh, a tax generator. Here is uh, Alderman Gregory. We have a a terrible development in my ward that has. Well, that's uh, that's Alderman Donnellan. Let me uh, let me get uh, Alderman Gregory lined up here. Uh, here's uh, more from Alderman uh, Sean Gregory about uh, this particular ordinance. It, this is this is a house that a guy bought for five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. So he bought a house that he had no clue of the 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 amount of extensive work that it needed. Um, he had various various as as um, Corporation Council. Um, um, said to, to really fix the house. And, um, you know, with money and finances, it, it took a little while. And, um, you know, we had to do what we had to do to make him show for whatever reason people miss things. But I will say that we, we got one or two options. We can hold the lien to the house and take the house or whatever. And um, or, or we can grant this, let this, let this house be sold and get a family in it. Um, and, and help improve the neighborhood. That's, that's the two choices. I, I, I totally understand. And, you know.
And you have concerns, obviously, uh, that other people have brought forward, including Alderman Donilon, who raised concerns about this entire issue. We have a project, and I should say we have a, a terrible development in my ward that has significant fines, over well over $500,000. And my concern is that uh, we walk down, even though this is not apples to apples, I admit that. It's a completely different set of, set of circumstances. But we have, in my word, we have a development where they have not kept it up. They, they started to make improvements. They had deadlines, didn't meet the deadlines. Uh, now we're, we're <clears> taking them to court, and it's just a, it's a terrible mess, a terrible eyesore for the neighborhood. And I just I caution us getting into the habit of starting to forgive anything because we got to hold – I mean, this is – and I don't mean to be preaching, I'm really not, but this is the kind of thing that we, we complain all the time about at the horseshoe of, of property owners not keeping their properties up, not doing their share. Uh, we obviously have one that, a property owner here that's demonstrated they, they've made the improvements. I'm happy to see that. But uh, for the ones that haven't fixed up the properties and aren't willing to cooperate, aren't willing to demonstrate that they uh, want to see Springfield better, we cannot forgive those. So. Uh, I didn't. I talked to somebody about this earlier today about you know what I was going to do because we didn't talk about it, Alderman. But uh, th this conversation has helped me make up my mind this evening. So thank you. So uh, we'll hear more coming up about this ordinance on emergency passage with the council roundup next here with Springfield's morning news on 92.7 WMAY Springfield's news and talk. Back with the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. And don't forget about delivery, Head West Subs. Let's get back into the council roundup. Up on emergency passage was an ordinance that would alleviate the debt of around $40,000 for a property owner, a single-family dwelling that uh, they're looking to sell, but they got to lean against the property because of uh, fines stacked on top of fines over years, and uh, they came to some resolution, but it's up on emergency passage. Larry Rockford, a new alderman on the city council, he had questions as to, has the city council ever seen something like this before? As a new alderman, is this the first time we've heard about this case? I mean, this is a new ordinance, and it's been going on since 2019. So my, my question is, 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 you know, here it is going on four years, and we're just now coming to a, an agreement. I mean, whether it's past administration or whoever, I mean, uh, shouldn't this have been addressed sooner rather than, than now? But do you want me, me to answer that? Um, I, I, anybody. I, I'm <laughs> well, just asking, as, as new aldermen, alderwomen, I mean, this is this this started in 2019, and now we're we're de we're going to have to decide on. They don't come to council. It, it's my understanding that my office would not bring these types of settlements to the city council. Um, I think it's in front of you because the mayor wouldn't waive the fees. Actually, uh, mayor. <laughs> And the mayor has. Well, I just think so when he did when he did waive fees, we. Oh had no! It. I mean this mayor. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I'm no, sorry. No. Okay. Well, we were talking old administrations and stuff, and I don't. So I'm I'm kind of confused why this this 2019 has been going on, and and here it is 2023, and we're still still talking about it. Just so you know, Alderman, I have requested um, from Corporation Council that an ordinance be drafted that any debt 
over $15,000 comes to council. So sure. this would be a typical thing from that point forward, sir. So again, uh, Mayor Misty Busher, new in the office, saying that uh, the previous administration may have uh, forgiven debt, but uh, her administration is not going to do that unilaterally. Uh, and that's why they have this in front of them. Uh, now you've got, uh, you know, the the Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, chiming in on this as well with his concerns as to where this could be headed. I applaud the guy for what he did. I, I appreciate it. And but I'm very concerned about what what this does going forward. If, if I'm very I may concerned follow up. about it. I, so. I would say, though, for, for their apartments and I have some in my, my ward, too, if 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 the one on Monroe ever gets fixed to, to when, the point when it, when it gets fixed when it gets fixed as it's supposed to we should look at something to get get it rolling get the lean off and and, and get people living in it we, we have a shortage on affordable homes all types of stuff we want them to get it fixed the city doesn't want the property. We don't want the properties. We, we want to nudge them to get it fixed. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, you got to get this thing fixed. You got to get it off the tax liens. And then you got to be able to uh, move forward and get a family into that property so that it can start generating tax revenue. Uh, more from Alderman Sean Gregory. I'm right along with you. We want the houses. We've lowered our vacant housing registry and added a little wiggle room for people to get it fixed because we want them fixed um, 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 quickly, and we're going to have these situations. This is um, um, administration difference. It was once upon a time, you know, uh, a previous mayor would make these choices, but this is something that we got to, got to, you know, c come out and make these choices. And when those get fixed, I, I wanted to look at that and stand with our colleagues. So next up, you've got Alderman Brad Carlson, who's uh, raising concerns as well as to the precedent that this sets if they do move forward with such an idea. I think it's admirable. I mean, I think we all want, you know, property owners to fix their property and be able to sell it. But to me, I'm just concerned that, I mean, it, it's him personally who, who racked it up. And now he's sort of asking for some forgiveness. But he may have not racked it up if if he doesn't buy the, uh, a house that's already been three years vacant. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's more so what I'm saying. Okay. Thanks. Alderman uh, Connolly uh, also chiming in, uh, talking about how she likes this idea. What the precedent that's being set tonight is that there are clear questions and concerns around the horseshoe about um, how we examine debt forgiveness, especially in something like, like housing issues, um, that we are not looking at setting a firm, fast rule that anything that gets improved gets forgiven. Um, what we are doing instead is saying that this is a case-by-case -case basis. And, and Mayor, you and I have talked about um, the fact that you are planning to bring an ordinance where any debt forgiveness will come before this council. So it, it is something that we as a council will be seeing, and we will be having these conversations. And I think they're healthy conversations for us to have. So now it's time for the vote. Out of the vote due, it's emergency passage, so it has to have the mayor voting on it. But uh, Mayor Misty Busher. The motion fails with five voting yes, three voting no, and mayor, three voting Point of parliamentary procedure, yes, does that voting mean present. the ordinance now goes through the committee process? Yes, it does. So uh, ultimately, we could hear this again come up uh, where you might be able to convince at least one other alder person to get on board and put it over that uh, sixth vote threshold. Uh, so we'll be watching that closely to see if that is ultimately what happens with this ordinance. All right. Moving on, uh, we've got uh, an executive session that was called uh, in the middle of the meeting. And uh, the session, you know, it's, they go behind closed doors and they deal with things. What exactly is going on here? Let's hear it. At this time, I am going to ask that we could go out of order for a so moment. Okay. Make the motion we go into executive session for. Thank you. I, uh, probably. Two seats. 
2C11 and 2C23 that's pending improbable litigation and operation of a municipal utility. Second. All right. So some kind of lawsuit uh, against the utility. I guess we'll see where that ultimately goes. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, only about a four-minute executive session or so last night. But then they got right back on it to it, and it was time for new and unfinished business. Uh, Alderwoman Notoriano wanted to address uh, the controversy around the YMCA and uh, the, the news conference we saw last week and the national headlines that we saw last week about a minor girl being uh, uncomfortable in a YMCA facility with a transgender adult in there while minor children are changing. Here's uh, Jennifer Notoriano. Uh, last week, a small group of politicians traveled to Springfield, some going more than 100 miles out of their way to single out people in our community and to target the employees, administration, and members of our YMCA for public harassment. This effort to sow discord was simply intended to generate headlines and more clicks. So rather than giving these outside agitators the attention they craved, when they came to Springfield to promote themselves, I choose to celebrate the ways, large and small, in which our YMCA, our city, and all of us who call Springfield home support one another. We all appreciate that the Y strives to offer a welcoming space, so I choose to highlight the staff, the administration, and the members who make it that way rather than the politicians who traveled more than 100 miles out of their way to use our community as a backdrop for their manufactured outrage. I don't know if it was manufactured outrage. I mean, you had a minor girl concerned that she was having to change in a locker room with a transgender adult. Uh, you know, that that's the crux of the issue here. Uh, and again, I asked the why for uh, comments as to, uh, uh, you know, why they are elevating the concerns of a transgender adult over the concerns of safety from a adolescent. But we have yet to get back that uh, that uh, particular statement in response. So uh, who knows? We may hear more about that story in the future. Uh, the mayor uh, wanted to make sure she highlighted an event coming up that includes the YMCA. I want to share that instead of a food drive, there is a storm recovery food bundle people can go get. It is a partnership with Central Illinois Food Bank, Hy-Vee, Target, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and the YMCA. It will be held tomorrow, Wednesday, Jan July 19th from 6 to 7 p.m. at the downtown YMCA from six at 601 North 4th. It's a drive-up facility. They will have a bundle of food, and inside the box will be dairy, protein, and produce, which people would have lost during the storms. Again, this partnership is brought to you by Central Illinois Food Bank, Hy-Vee, Target, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and the YMCA. It's tomorrow, July 19th, from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Tonight. YMCA on 601 North, North 4th. It's one box per household, but they will just have you drive through and you will get food that you can replenish that was lost in the storm. So, so uh, good thing going on there, of course. Uh, the storm, still people recovering from that, and uh, good to have uh, the community come together, all kinds of different organizations uh, to, to make that happen. Now it's time for citizens to address the council. And uh, Jeff Pettis is from the uh, Lincoln Library, the public library for the city. Uh, and he wanted to make sure that uh, the, the board of trustees were – uh, having their voice heard. So uh, there's a, a letter that they unanimously passed, and he wanted to read that to Springfield Alderman last night. The library trustee manual states that we have a legal and fiduciary obligation to ensure that our public library provides the highest quality service. We feel that these standards have not been met, 
and that our hands have been tied in several important matters with the Lincoln Library since at least the year 2017. The pattern that began with the hiring of Willow Hearn continued with the hiring and subsequent firing of Rochelle Hartman and culminated in the firings of Summer Griffith and Hillary Raines. This is in no way typical and should not be treated as such. The truth is no library director in Springfield's history had ever been fired by a mayor prior to last year. In the 137 year history of Lincoln Library, there have been just 12 library directors. Four of those 12 held their positions in only the last six years. Since the library's conception, the Board of Trustees has had significant responsibilities and oversight over the public library and was a respected part of city planning. That all began to change in 2017, the reason for which we have been unable to find. Since 2017, the board has had absolutely no involvement in decisions with library administration. Jeff continued uh, reading from the letter about concerns that the Board of Trustees has moving forward. The past three directors were hired with absolutely no involvement by the board, and the past two directors were fired without the board being given a courtesy notice. Again, it is unclear why this change occurred, but the pattern of disrespect and disregard for the board has continued to a point where we now question what our role is. As such, we feel it is appropriate to examine the board's role within the function of the library and work with city council to more clearly delineate duties in a way that respects the positions to which we were appointed. We have looked at libraries around Illinois with similar population densities as Springfield, Bloomington, Decatur, Champaign, Peoria. All of them have a layer, layer of insulation that protects them from the political shakeups that come from changes in city administration. And uh, final thought here from uh, Jeff last night in front of the uh, Springfield City Council talking about the library. Comply with the city code and the board's bylaws with respect to the board's role in hiring the next library executive director and any subsequent director. We propose that the library board members be given all of the following prior to any decision being made. One, the resumes and cover letters of all applicants for the position. Two, the opportunity to interview said applicants. And three, the opportunity to recommend applicants to be hired to the mayor and the city council. The board wants to work with you to help find a solution to this situation. And we are encouraged after speaking with Corporation Council that this administration is open to working with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So uh, there you go. Uh, some comments from uh, Jeff. And, and full disclosure, I've uh, been in multiple murder mysteries with Jeff. So it was good to see him last night uh, in front of the city council. And that's your council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch, Head West Subs. All right, that's all we got for you on the council roundup.